welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm here once again for the 211th straight time. Rich Dotson, hero of my fellow nerd, uh, not for the 211th straight time, but we'll call it about a buck 90. I've missed here and there. About a buck 90 out of the last four years. Uh, yeah. Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. Hey, Matt O'Hara. What's happening? Howdy ho, neighbor. Howdy ho. So uh, today's show is part two. Uh, you know, the sequel is not always better than the original. And it comes down to this with the running backs as well. But a very nice little selection we're going to talk about with the next six rookie running backs here. We're going to break down couple guys I like, a couple guys I might like a little bit more than a, a little fella back in uh, episode one, Luke Skywalker. <laughs> little Ronald Jones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Junior? You know, I'm, just, I'm very hesitant about that fella. Uh-huh. But uh, before we get out, a big trade earlier today. What happened here? Brennan Cooks shopped again. Boom. The guy can't seem to find a home. No, no. He's, he, he's an unloved foster child. He really is. So uh, he's traded today to the Los Angeles Rams to kill the Odell Beckham uh Junior trade is going to the Rams as they give the 23rd pick and a fourth round pick and a fourth round pick. I believe that was what it is, yeah. Uh, for Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks. And like a no, I think the Patriots give a fourth round, round pick. pick or something like that. Yeah, some, uh, who cares? It's the 23rd pick and yeah, that for a first. Basically. So what does this mean for Brandon Cooks? A guy who has, for the last three years, done nothing but get 1,000 yards over the last three years. He's a very solid fantasy football option one of those guys who's never like hey man i got a high-end wide receiver one but you know a low-end wide receiver one high-end wide receiver two consistent um you know mostly gonna get you those 10 to 12 point games looking to get those touchdowns goes to the rams now who's in combined with robert woods and cooper cup right that's a so, high-powered offense yes don't know if they've already got marcus peters akib talib and enamandu su to pair up with aaron donald Look out, NFC. The Rams are here to win. They're here to win it all. They're, they're going all in. They're so, in. from a fantasy perspective, dynasty perspective, obviously the Rams are going to lock up Brendan Cooks. There's no way they're giving up the 23rd overall pick to let him play there for one year. They're going to lock him up. Already rumors that they've already extended a contract offer to him. Hmm. Uh, so, what does this do for Robert Woods and Brendan Cooks? I think, and obviously Cooper Cup, our boy Moscow Mule himself. Right. So, I think... When it comes to Brennan Cooks, he's a nice deep threat. You know, you got the short intermediate routes as well. Robert Woods really thrived in it as that offset outside receiver as a deep threat for the Rams. That's where his uh, bread and butter was last year. Right. So I think him. So he's a, so Brennan Cooks has come into the Sammy Watkins role. Now the difference there is Sammy Watkins went to the Rams last year in August. They get Brennan Cooks here in early April. Yes. Big difference. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to be able to incorporate him a little bit better into the offense. Uh, so I I think it hurts Robert Woods a little bit, somebody who I liked a lot going into this uh, year. And I think another big winner is going to be here is, again, I think he's going to hold his own is Cooper Cup. No, I, I think his value will, will be affected, yeah, at least by this trade because obviously he's going to be running a lot of the short intermediate, um, moving the chain type of routes where Brandon Cooks is more of a downfield guy. So if anything, I mean, this this may even draw more coverage away from Cooper Cup and and, and allow him to kind of roam a little bit uh, freer there underneath. Yeah, everything we liked about him coming out of college and the reason we had him so high in our rookie rankings last year is a really nice, solid possession receiver that's going to catch you about 65 balls for about 800 yards possibly this year, which is really good low-end wide receiver two numbers potentially right around there. So we'll see. And at the same time where it somewhat hurts Robert Woods, Brennan Cooks could somewhat help, like, help him to where if they stayed put. Because now the number one cornerback doesn't have to focus on Robert Woods, which could have been bad news for Robert Woods. Now you have Cooks and Robert Woods to focus on, and you'd move Cooks to the number one. So that might offset and actually keep Robert Woods to where Sammy Watkins was at the youth threat last year, which will help Robert Woods maintain his fantasy value of last year, which was a very good, solid, excellent fantastic top-notch wide receiver too right i mean they're obviously going to be with this move i think i mean it it says that they're going to be trying to throw the ball a little bit more than they did last year um so just because i I mean i i 
I think Brandon Cooks is is a slight upgrade over what Sammy was for him. Agreed. Probably, you know, just because skill set and he'll be there throughout the whole off season, like you said earlier. So, um, I I could definitely see them throwing the ball, you know, around a little bit more than they did last year. And year three for Jared Goff, they're right. going to go far into the playoffs. They're going to get a little bit more in there because you can never usually ride a running back to the Super Bowl uh, unless your name is Jamal Lewis. But he also had one of the greatest defenses ever. Ever. But he ran for 2,000 yards, too. Yes, he did. He had huge biceps. Gun show, baby. That dude was thick. Remember when I met uh, Jamal Lewis and I had him sign that picture? Did you ever see that picture on the side? I do. I was like, hey, Jamal, can you write gun show on your <laughs> bicep? And he was standing next to Brady Quinn and he was like laughing. He's like, what this dude wants me to write? And Brady's like, just write it. I'm like, yeah, just write it, dude. I mean, so selfish with the pen. Of course, Brady wanted you to write gun show. <laughs> hey, man, you seen these guns? I know. Can, I, like, ru- can I write gun show? Pipe down that go- Irish boy. So, um, yeah, he had a gun show. But let's move on to running backs, shall let's, we? Let's do this, man. Some guys so, that, that aren't quite as gun show-ish. No, no, episode. no. You're right. You're right there. So last week we discussed the first half of running back six. If you missed those guys, tune in to our last episodes. We talked about Saquon Barkley, who is 1-1. We talked about Darius Geis, who is 1-2. Not my 1-2. Matt's 1-2. But very, very close for me. Again, I, I want to say this. Sony Michelle and Darius Geis, Sony Michelle is our number three, are very close for me. Right after that episode debuted, we had uh, a video came out of Darius Geis running a deep route, showing his catching ability. It did it? I missed that. Yeah, he did. So you know, he might he might shock some people. You know how LSU does those running backs. So Sonny Michelle and Darius Geis uh, are one, two B and two A, two A and two B. Yep, not the B. <laughs> All right, Shakespeare. Then we had Nick Chubb. Then we had Rashad Penny. I think we kind of talked ourselves into uh, a reason why we would draft Rashad Penny over Nick Chubb right. in Dynasty League. I think you're right. Uh, I bumped him up in my rankings, and then we had Ronald Jones there, who we both said, hey, the guys we talk about next week might be able to squeeze ahead of Ronald Jones in our rankings. And here we are, and I am totally squeezing two of these guys ahead of Ronald Jones. Okay. And we'll get into this. And I think when this, this second wave here of running backs, I think this is – I think these are – Landing spots can be everything, obviously. Scheme fit, landing spots, where these guys get drafted. There's going to be guys in the next episode that we talk about where landing spot is going to be important as well that's going to really shake these things up. You know, in the right situation, we can see one or two of these guys kind of get a bump here, maybe ahead of one or two guys. One of these guys, maybe they'll jump bump Nick Chubb in the right situation. I think if you need running back help this year, and that's your major need, and you have a pick anywhere from pick six to nine, and you feel like, you know, the the best value there is going to be a wide receiver. You know, you're looking at a Christian Kirk. You're looking at Calvin Ridley, Cortland Sutton, James Washington, G.J. Moore. And I think I think this is a good spot where if you can get multiple second-round picks here, and maybe a pick in 19 as well, I think it's good to move out of the first round altogether. If you're very good at wide receiver, we always advocate taking best player available. The reason you do take best player available always in your rookie draft is because you can always trade that player down the road for a better player. So if you need a running back and you draft DJ Moore and DJ Moore becomes a very good wide receiver too, you can trade him for a better running back that you're going to take there in the first round or second round as it is possibly some of the guys in front of them. So you always take best player available because they're worth their weight in gold in future trades. But the cases this year where you can get the most immediate return on a running back, which comes in and helps you right away in dynasty. Why we we're proponents of when you do draft your team to grab quality young running back or receivers in your dynasty startup draft is because those are, that's a developmental position along with the tight end along with a little bit longer. You know, the quarterback, where these running backs, we draft them, we plug them, we play them. It's a DPP, not double P. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Matt. whoa. Draft, God. play, plug. Got that? Gotcha. All right, porn star. Uh, so I think it's a good move. I don't know what you're thinking of this. You thought of this. If you have like around pick eight and say some guy has 2-2, two, 2-6, two, two, and 2-11, and he's like, hey, man, I'll give you all my second-round picks for 1-7, one, 1-8. One, what do you think? Uh, I mean, and your I, biggest need is running back, right? No, there's definitely a lot of running backs. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that deal until the pick was up. Okay. How about that? Because I mean, you never know how one of these things is going to fall. 
And you could probably get Rashad. Penny I was going to say, if Rashad Penny sits staring me in the face, I'm just going to pick Rashad Penny and okay. say, you know, screw that. Would you move, say, Penny's gone and you're sitting about pick 1 9, 1 10, right? Well, 1 9, 1 10, I think is a little different than 1 7. Yeah, so let's let's go there. You're And you're you're absolutely correct. And let's go there. So you're pick 1 10, and somebody offers you two second round picks. Say they offer you 2 2 and 2 7 for 1 10. Yeah, I mean, you're only moving back, what, four spots there? Yeah, you're. So quick with that I'm so I'm some sort of math wizard. I barely got my calculator. In my I pocket. know. Um, so yeah, I'd probably do that. Okay, that's not that's not that bad. So I think the value here, and I think the second round this year is tremendous value for Gamble on, the, on these running backs. Now, again, the board is going to change when when the draft comes along, but I don't think it's gonna, I think it's not going to change to the point where all these running backs are still going to be in the second round. I think it's just going to really align them for him because align it for us because I still think those receivers that we mentioned, DJ Moore. James Washington, yeah. Calvin Ridley, definitely Cortland Sutton, who's still my one-one wide receiver. Right. DJ the, Shark could Shark could get in there. Guy who you like? I yeah. don't think he's going to make it to the first round, um, just because of the talent here with how many running backs we got and those four receivers we already mentioned. Right now, um, I still haven't watched my tape. I still got to get more tape on Michael Gallup, uh, Antonio Callaway, guys like that that can might jump ahead of him as well. Yep. And of course, I have Dallas Goddard, whose pro day numbers were absolutely. St- Dudley, of course, Dudley, duh, locked in in my first round as well. Who knows where Mike Gesicki lands? He might sneak his way into the back end of the first round, possibly in the right situation. He goes to New Orleans. Whoa, whoa! whoa. Don't need Viagra over here because I'm ready to go. If he goes to New Orleans, all right. We don't know. We don't know where that's going to go. We don't know how it's going to end up. Somebody might need a quarterback in reach. I wouldn't do it, but you don't know. You never touchy know. feely. So I think feely. I wouldn't so do I it either. Think, but. I think all these guys are going to be there in the second round. So if you need running back help, the second round is what you want to do. So everybody's always trying to acquire these first round picks. It's always like the trade you're trying to get is first round picks. I'd be looking at some of these guys on my roster that I don't really have an attachment to. And if I need some running back help, I'm getting I'm cutting weight where I can on my roster to get as many of these second round picks as I possibly can to try and hit that pay dirt. Because one of these guys in the second round is going to be a good deal. Remember when David Johnson was going in the second round? I sure do. Somebody's going to be a really David Johnson went in the third round in some drafts, man. He's going to be a this is, so we could find one of those guys in this draft. So let's kick it off here with our first running back who uh who I like to compare to a very, like a poor man's Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Carry on Johnson. Carry on Johnson's a Auburn. very poor man. 5'11", uh, 213 pounds, ran a 45640. Uh he's somebody that I liked I want to put in our episode last week, but Matt vetoed me with the Ronald Jones uh, pick there. But I understood because Ronald Jones is like the consensus top three, top four. Top right. Five I, I just backs. thought, you know, more people would, would recognize that name anyway. So, Karrion Johnson does have a lot of injuries going back to high school. It's a concern. He runs upright like Jordan Howard, which, you know, isn't always that fantastic. Definitely when it comes to health-wise. Right. It, it, you know, it allows defenders to get good licks on you, basically. So he's a running back that can be a three down back okay. as he can pass protect pretty well. He has 55 catches, which is fifth, fifth best in Auburn history. 55 over, over three years. Over three years. Yep. And um, he can get out there for the pass really well, too. He allows his blocks to develop. He shows very, very good patience. That's where my poor man's love on. See, I like the way he strides. And I like the way behind the line that he lets everything set up, sets up, and then he hits the hole. He definitely, he, he definitely does that. Yeah. Uh, he is somebody that shows really good timing. He makes his really good, quick decisions when he does wait for that hole to set up. So he sits there, lets the hole sit up, make that, makes that quick decision when that do, when the blocks develop and then gets upfield. Has really good balance. He's one of those long stride runners. So the four, five, six, pretty good time for him. And it shows in that when he when he gets in the open field, he can really get moving. I like his speed; it's deceptive. Um, the, for me, he's a little bit of a stiff kind of upright runner, like we had mentioned, which sometimes can can be all right. I mean, he almost reminds me when I when I see him running, he's a guy that reminds me a little bit of Demarco Murray, and he catches the ball well out of the backfield. So I, I think it's a halfway decent comp, to be honest. And, and that's a good comp. I like that comp. And they're almost way better than my Le'Veon Bell. Comp. And they're very similar uh, size wise as well, coming out of college. So 
I mean, I see a little bit of that, and that guy, he was great value. I got him, I think, the, the first, first pick round, in the second round. First pick in the second round. Look at my memory. Um, so I, I see Karrion Johnson in a very similar light. You I, love DeMarco Murray. I know. So you loved Karrion Johnson. No, not really. I mean, not, I don't like him quite as much as I like DeMarco. I think DeMarco looked a little bit more, uh, I think a little less stiff is the way I would I would describe him. Uh-huh. Um, but they're both they're both explosive athletes. Um, I mean, just look at the guy. He has a forty inch vertical, so you so you know he's got some explosion in his legs and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't really have that second gear. Doesn't really have before. the second gear. Yeah, like that when I, he was a freshman, he was used primarily as like a receiver. Like that was like where he started off as as a, that pass catcher and running back. Right, and his receptions went up every year. Fourteen his freshman, uh, seventeen in his second year, and then twenty four this past year. Um, I, I'm just a little bit leery also about Auburn players in general. Uh-huh. They all profile really well athletically. Ronnie Brown. Um, just like throughout, I mean, even their wide receivers and everyone, I mean, they're just, they, and their cornerbacks, everyone comes out and they're like freak athletes, but it's, it's, does it, tr- does it always translate to the football field? And, and, and I think I could see that a little bit with Kerry and Johnson, but I, don't get me wrong. I don't want to like disparage a guy. I do like him. Um, I just had to point out some of the things I saw that I, I kind of had questions about, I guess, when I watched the tape. Yeah, I'm going to say he's like an all-pro. Obviously, he, he's here sitting here in the second wave. I think he has first-round uh, dynasty rookie potential here at the back end of your first round. Definitely you need running back help because I really like the upside of a Karrion Johnson. He shows enough for me. Definitely, I love a guy that can be a three-down back. That's huge off the bat. Right. You know, a guy who could pass protect, a guy who can catch the ball well. And a guy who showed good patience behind that line. That's a that's a good sign of a good running back where mm-hmm. you just don't hand him the ball and he just goes running the back of his defenders. You know, right. some, maybe like a Ronald Jones might do. I'm excited to see where he ends up in the NFL and where he's going to land and what scheme he's going to fit into. Because, again, guys like him that have this nice upside when it comes to fantasy potential. Where, you know, like I compared his running style to kind of like a Jordan Howard running style. Jordan Howard right now is a nice dynasty asset just for his 1,000-yard rushing capability, where Karen Johnson brings that pass-catching part to his game where Jordan Howard has the worst hands amongst running backs in the NFL. Right. Literally can't catch a cold. The most common thing you, most people catch, which is a cold. <laughs> he can't do it. It's probably why it's that, that's the saying. People say it. That's why, so, that's why it's a thing. I'm excited to see where he goes. I'd like to see him go, you know, I, I don't know where I would like to see him to go, but somewhere that needs a running back. Right. No, I mean, obviously, any, any of the places that need a running back would be a nice landing spot, and, and that'll bump up his value a little bit. So we're looking here in the second wave is, you know, I'm looking for some guys that could be the pass-catching PPR running backs, you know, like a Tariq Cohen kind of guy, uh, maybe somebody as high end of a Duke Johnson kind of running back. But I'm looking at a couple guys that has, have the potential. We mentioned like a David Johnson, who was a second-round pick up to a third-round pick. Mm-hmm. They also has the potential to come in here and surprise us. Karrion Johnson... With, what I see with Karen Johnson is if he is solid at the next level, you know, and I'm talking about David Johnson, you know, potential one, one, I don't think that's there. So again, people shock us all the time. But I do see the potential of him being a very solid NFL starter, you know, somebody that you want somebody when you're going to redraft leagues, you're like, yeah, I'm taking this guy in like the third, second round. This, right, this is, right. this is somebody like we didn't love. Like again, Jordan Howard, I think is a good comp where, this he brings to pass catching ability. So I think Karen Johnson in the right scheme could be a very good dynasty asset where he's a low end running back one to a high end running back two. Which again, when it comes to fantasy football, especially dynasty, those guys are worth their weight in gold. And if you can get him in the back end of the first round of your dynasty rookie draft, that's where you're already obviously a competitor because you're into the playoffs, either coming to second place, last place, and you can add an asset like that that to your team. That's a good gamble. That just keeps you going. That's you know? an immediate yep. help that you add to your team. That's a really good gamble. And the way we're looking at this receiver class is, okay, I'd rather take a Karrion Johnson here and then gamble on one of these receivers later where I can get somebody like a, maybe in the third round, I could probably get a Simi Cobb, you know, mm-hmm. who has a nice red zone potential there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm taking Dallas Goddard at the end there too. Right. It depends on your need, but everybody needs running back help, you know. So I would imagine most championship teams, unless you rode it there with Todd Gurley, which is a good, you know, very possibility. You had another solid running back. Everybody needs running back help. And and, and, and the turnover is ridiculous, too. So even if you think you don't need running backs now, you're going to need them in a couple of years. I mean, it's just the way it is. And nothing's worth more 
than the running back. Obviously, young receivers are good, but nobody's really trading young receivers in dynasty fantasy football. They're too hard to come by. Definitely nowadays. I mean, especially, yeah, especially since the last few years, it's been pretty dry. I mean, look at what happened today. Brandon Cooks lost a little bit of value until we see what's going on with him, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know for sure what's going to go on with Brandon Cooks right now. Sammy's dropped off a, a couple of years. I think Amari's he's holding true right now to be in one of those. You know, he's still a top twelve receiver, but we got to see. You know, he could take a step back this year if he keeps dropping the football. So these running backs got to get him. Carrying Johnson, where do you put him right now in your rookie draft? Um. As far as my overall running back rankings, yeah, uh, mine I would say are fluid, but I, I think I have very them, fluid. Yeah, <laughs> he's either in at seven or eight. Seven or eight. Yeah. Okay, I got him right around six. Yeah, for me right now, six. Because here's another guy in this draft class. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of high on too. I, I compare both of these guys. Damn, we're gonna get to get to him. Uh, we get to him next. No, third. We can do it whenever you want. Yeah. Well, can we? Yeah, we can do him whenever you want. We won't because we're going to go to the next guy. All right. Uh, we'll talk about him, though, coming up shortly. All so, right. Kerry and Johnson, you have him about seven. I have him right around six. So, we're pretty close on value there. Right. Uh, would you take him ahead of Ronald Jones or after Ronald Jones? That's the debate here. That's a good question. Um, we're one of the few people that have Ronald Jones low. Well, there's always that one guy uh, that we're drastically different than everybody else in the Dynasty community on. And this year is Ronald Jones. Hint, hint. We're usually right about that guy. <laughs> I'm undecided as okay. to who I, I will have, and that that was part of the seven eight thing going on. Fair point. There. Let's move on to our next running back here, Royce Freeman, running back out of Oregon, five foot eleven, two hundred fifty two pounds, ran a four two fifty two. Yeah, I had him at two thirty one. Okay, well whatever I read, I had him at two fifty two. All right, two twenty nine is actually what he he weighed Wait in. It. Uh, well, let me get my little pen on here. Yeah, two twenty nine is what he weighed in at, at the combine. Yeah, combine. Okay. Well, whatever I got my stats off of are incorrect. Not always right, but mostly right. Damn crystal ball. We're in a four five four forty. Uh six six point nine three cone drill. Really impressive. Yep. Very impressive. Very impressive indeed. You know, had his career stats at Oregon, four time starter there. He had nine hundred and forty seven carries for five thousand six hundred and twenty one yards, good for five point nine average, sixty touchdowns. Sixty. And had 79 receptions for 814 yards and four touchdowns. He rushed for 122 yards every game he had at least 15 carries for him. Yes. And that was at 9 out of 12 games. More than 15 carries, sorry. At least 15 carries in 2017. Yep. Yeah, yeah right? He's got good agility. He's got really good agility. Yeah, this is one of my this is one of my favorite uh, like late-round guys. I actually have him above... Um, Carry on Johnson. I know a lot of people would will, are going to knock uh, Royce Freeman and say that you know maybe he doesn't have a lot of tread left on the tires. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that either. Um, I hate that when people say, "Oh, he's a four Like this, the, the people are 21, 22. They come on the draft. Meanwhile, Le'Veon Bell has been getting every carry for Pittsburgh for six years in the NFL. Right. Exactly. And it, w- w- people are clamoring for him. Oh, there's. He, the tread on the tires. Get the hell out of here with the tread. Nothing drives me crazier when you talk about college kids that played for four years. Oh, you gotta be careful about the tread. The tread on the tires. What? what, what? This is a big wheel, buddy. <laughs> Things are made of hard plastic. I mean, I mean, the dude stays relatively healthy for four years and takes on a huge workload, and then gets knocked for it. Like I, that's what I don't get. Like stupid. Yeah. So stupid. So, so as soon as that, I read it, I just I glam I glance right over and say that's stupid. Yeah. So he catches the ball uh, pretty naturally out of the backfield as well, which is another uh, pretty big bonus. And at at his size, I mean he he definitely good speed. He's got really good speed. Good and burst. He, and he profiles as a three down back. He's one of these late round guys that profiles as a, as an all you know three down type of guy. So he's another guy that I would definitely definitely take a chance on. And with his with his. With his night, he I mean, he had a pretty good four point five four in the forty is really good. That's really but, good. But the twenty yard shuttle is four point one six, which is excellent at that size. And with that speed, it shows that he can actually get in and out of breaks and and doesn't lose a lot of speed in his cuts as well. So, yeah, and he's very like you said, he's very durable. He only missed one game right. in his four year career. Now he's banged up at times, so he showed that he's tough. But he only missed one game in four years, which is hard to do. When you're a running back, and like you said, he catches the ball well. His pass protection, 
they can use some work, but there's a lot of college lot, running backs that can use guys. some work out yeah, there. I mean, like you said, he could be a third down back. His vision's really good. Uh, doesn't really, you know, not overly physical for that size. That's, that thing was somewhat surprising. I thought when I saw his stature, you know, okay, he's in there, he's 5'11", 229, maybe 250, who knows? 250. Uh, if I saw, if I if I thought he was 250 pounds, I would think that he's not running very tough. But So he's not, he's not, a t- like, I don't look, when he runs, when you watch the tape, he's not a tough run. Like, he looks to, which is not a bad thing, which is the reason probably why he never missed, you know, he only missed one game. Right. He looks to lewd the big hit, he not take on the big hit. So he's not a physical runner. I mean, I personally like to watch guys that run people over better, but if I have a, a choice of a running back, I'd rather have the guy that's not getting the huge blows all the time because they're, they're going to be there. They're going to be around longer, you know, less likely to get injured. You know, get over a thousand touches in college. He's not overly explosive or elusive. That's not really his game. To me, he's one of those solid running backs, mm-hmm. kind of like a fellow Oregon running back, kind of like a Jonathan Stewart. That's um, I could see the comp because I mean, obviously they they have pretty similar builds. They're coming from the same program, and, and you know, both guys could catch the ball out of the backfield pretty well. Differences: one has an, both ankles, one does not. Exactly. But that, I mean, it's my comp. Like somebody that's like a very solid running back that could be a three down back. Not overly explosive. Speed's there. Not overly elusive. Elusive enough where he doesn't take on a big hit. But just a really solid running back. Again, like a, a Jonathan Stewart, you know. Somebody who's your running back, too. You know, and right now he's a nice name. Royce Freeman came out last year. If he would have came out last year, it would have been a nice name as well. N- name's nice. Four years from now in fantasy football, you're like, I got Royce Freeman. He's my running back too. You know, I feel good about that. He's he's in there. You know, never right. mid range running back too. Never <laughs> never solid running back. You know, high end unless he gets like ten, twelve touchdowns on a year, but just enough to be like I can start him. I definitely see there are guys that have higher upside for sure. So I understand what you're saying. That's it. He's not a high upside player. Yep. He's not. If you're gonna shoot for the moon, I don't see him being your guy. Like he's not somebody that's gonna come out here and. He's not that second round pick that's going to turn into David Johnson. That that's something I feel pretty good about. I don't think the upside is there, but I think the floor is, looks like it's pretty safe for him as well. I think so. I mean, and obviously, you know, wherever he goes will depend. If he's got a better opportunity, that you know, that might boost his stock a little bit. And Royce Freeman goes to the Colts. You're, you're pretty, he's getting a big bump, right? Right. Absolutely. Karen Johnson goes to the big Colts. He gets a good bump. Any running back that goes to the Colts is going to get a good bump. Where then all of a sudden you take a you know you take Royce Freeman and you put him somewhere, I don't know, on the Chargers, for example. And you're like, okay, not as excited anymore. Not, not all that great. He's a pretty good running back, but now all of a sudden he's a situational running back. He's going to come in there on third downs, even though his pass protection is not good. So let's see where he lands. I would like to see him get like, for instance, if he lands somewhere like Royce Freeman goes to the Jets. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, they just signed Isaiah Corral. Okay, that's fine. I like Royce Freeman better than I like Isaiah Corral. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like they signed everybody, the Jets. But yeah, I, I could see. I mean, I, I think they're all on short term deals, basically. So you're a big fan of Royce Freeman. I like him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think again, I lo- I like his tape too. There's not a lot to like dislike when you see it. It's right. just when you see it, you're like, you know, he's a good running back. Right. And then you like move on. Like, okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. Let's. let's Thanks, Jay Stu. He okay, does, he does feel Jay Stewish. So I think Royce Freeman for me in this rookie draft is right there as a high end second round pick. All right, no, I can, I'm with you there. But at the same time, I could see him. It's gonna be funny how that plays out because the first couple picks are gonna be running backs, right? So in the rookie draft, they're gonna the first four picks are gonna be most likely running backs. I I, I still think Cortland Sun has a talent enough and see where he lands to get, end up in that spot if you need receiver help into the fourth third spot. You know, Ali, he goes to Dallas. Maybe he can go be the number two there in New Orleans, even somewhere along that 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 lines. I think Cortland Sun can jump up there. So it sometimes interests me when you know how the rookie draft goes. Like, okay, you take I took Saquon Barkley at one one. I took Nick Darius Geis at one two. I took Sony Michelle at one three. Now I'm sitting at two one two 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 three, and you're like, oh yeah, Royce Freeman's like the you know best running back available here. But oh, you know, like 
Dallas Goddard's on the board, or right. DJ Shark's on the am board I here. Double, am know? I going to double up on these running backs, or, I, I, or dip my yeah. my foot into one of these other pools? I got, I had, I got a, I needed a running back bad, but I got Alvin Kamara last year, or I got Leonard Fournette last. Year. I don't really need a running back, so mm. I think Royce Freeman's value can actually get a little bit better. I think I think he's gonna be one of those players that ended up being good by once all said and done, it's gonna be pretty good value there, like mid second round mm. is where he's gonna start coming off the board. I could there. see him slipping to that for sure. Because you know how it is. Take that running back and like those teams that won one, they didn't help, man. This is a dynasty. You're playing at one one because your team is doo doo. All right? Butter. So you gotta shine that turd up. You gotta you gotta compress that, turn that coal, turn that coal into diamonds. Shine on me. All right. And you need help. And when you got a good tight end that's in there, and when you have a couple good tight ends in this class, you're like, all right, I'll take Saquon Barkley and Dallas Goddard. I'll t- get Mike Kosicki. You can sign me up for that right and now, I, by and the way. I, and I feel really good about it because, like, hey, I'm going to take a tight end one over, you know. A guy that I'm t- taking a shot on. Yeah, knows. instead of, like, a Royce Freeman who, yeah, I like him, and he's in a good spot, but, like, I got Saquon Barkley, baby. I don't need <laughs> I'm good. Um, let's move on to another running back, shall we? Let's do it. Now, this is a guy I was talking about before that's up there with Karen Johnson. This is a guy that over this past week that I've come slightly infatuated with. Oh, boy. John Kelly, running back, Tennessee, five foot nine, 216 pounds. Uh, didn't run to 40 at the combine. No, he didn't. He had 327 carries for 1,573 yards and 4.8 yards per carry, 15 touchdowns. Now, those stats right there. Those are his career stats, by the way. He was only a one-year starter in Tennessee. Yes, he was. But remember, Alvin Kamara was, was oh, like a one-year guy who shared time. I understand, Tennessee. yeah. And when I look at those stats, I don't let those stats overly scare me because, listen, the SEC's tough against the run. Their pass offense was terrible. They finished 110th in passer rating in college football. They were not an overall good passing team. So he still came in with 43, 43 catches for 350 yards. 37 this past year for 299. So. Yeah, I was going to say, and 37 of them came in 2017, right. tied for the team lead. Mind you, yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, if you're getting into the 35 to 40 range in college football, you're a bona fide pass catching back. I mean, that's you're 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 very good at catching passes. So I really like the way he was used in the passing game a lot. Mm-hmm. This is what really this is what came. This is what kept made me watch more and more tape because I'm like, okay, is this a fluke? Like I started off with the Florida game, and the Florida game was absolutely outstanding. Loved his tape. If you want to see John Kelly in his in his glory, watch every snap he takes in the Florida game. His Georgia Tech game, same instance, really good. I guess at Georgia, now you know Georgia's a pretty good team. Georgia's you pretty know, good. They got yeah, some, they got some first round picks on defense right. there. They they ate him up a little bit in in between the tackles there, but he still came away looking really good in the passing game. Had mm-hmm. uh, one really nice run there, and then I watched the Mizzou game too, and that was. That was solid as well. He's he's a physical runner, tough. Yeah, he's definitely a tough physical. Like he can he can get you yards in between the tackles. So I don't want that to sound like like he he can't be in, no, in, the, in between the tackles. He's tough to bring down. He yeah. lowers his he lowers his pads really really well. Runs tough. Has a really good stiff arm as well. Saw that in multiple runs where yep. he's just kind of knocking fools over. Blocks well in the passing game, which is huge for a running back that can catch. Because listen, if you can catch but you can't pass protect, yeah, well. That kind of totally offsets your pet, your good pass catching ability. Showed really good balance out there mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Again, he was only a one year starter. He is somebody though. When I watch it, like I said, he lowers his shoulders really well. Tough, physical runner for being only five foot nine, two hundred sixteen pounds. He showed that he can get out there and play with the big boys. That's plenty big for me to be honest. I mean, if if you're that short and you're two hundred sixteen pounds and and you you look at him, he's put together. You know, it's not like he's a, a thin-looking dude or anything. So, he, I like him on the outside. I love him in the pass-catching ability. And to me, he's one of those guys that took what was there. You know, he wasn't overly creative behind the line of scrimmage. Something that kind of just like, hey, there's my lane. There's, that's where I go. That's what I'm going for. Average speed, but not slow. Where That's what I'm trying to figure out. I, can, I can't on tape figure out if he has a second gear at all. I don't believe he does. That's what I'm trying to like. But I think he's. I I kept coming back. My thing, same thing. I I, I have cross out notes on my notes here because I go back from speed and I go back to my notes and I cross something out. I'm like no, what? I watch I watch tape here. And I'm like, you know, the speed's good enough. And I'm like, ah, what about the speed here? And I'm like, cross. I'm like, you know what? I finally came to the conclusion that I think his speed's just good enough. All right. I would love to see a timed 
40 on this guy because he didn't have a great 20-yard shuttle. He didn't have a great three-cone. Burst didn't show there at all. Right, and, and I would love to see just what his straight-line speed is because I can't figure it out on tape. And that's what I was worried about him get, trying to get to the outside edge, but then I'd see him at times get to the outside edge, and I'm like, all right, that's good enough for me. Yeah, but it, but it, it all depends on who he's playing against, who that guy, you know, who's he running against when he's getting to the outside in that one play. You know, it's it's so it's hard to just judge it on one play. And I'm I'm personally struggling a little bit with John Kelly to to decide whether or not because I do like the way he runs. I like his running style. I like the way that he catches the ball. I like his pass protection. I just don't know if it's going to translate to the NFL due to his my per- perceived. You know, like lack of speed that that I see when I watch. It's his biggest question mark for it me is. as well. Because I like when I watch the tape, I like everything I see. Yeah. And sometimes, like you said, something can look great in college. You know, we're gonna talk about Chase Edmonds played at Fordham. Looks fantastic versus that competition. But when you get to the NFL, there's a lot of good players, and speed is where it really comes down to. But the thing I like about John Kelly, we're going to bring you back to somebody I like who I'm willing to take, who I'm willing to risk against of kind of like a Ron Jones is I like his toughness. And again, I do like his pass catching ability. He was extremely reliable when it came to that. And not only was he extremely reliable catching the ball, almost every time he did catch the ball, he made something happen. Like he was getting up field. He looked good in the open field. He doesn't hesitate. I mean, he gets the ball, and, and, and like you said, he, he gets upfield quickly. So, I, I mean, I understand what you're saying there. Um, he doesn't he doesn't mess around behind the line of scrimmage either. He he sees the hole, hits the hole type of thing. Um, but I don't know, man. Some of those runs, some of the some of the plays, he just doesn't look like he's got another gear that that uh, that uh, I would expect an NFL running back to have. So okay. I, I just have questions, and I would love to see some time speeds. Maybe I don't know when Tennessee's pro day is. Maybe he'll run there. I'm very interested to see where he lands in the NFL draft. Right. I'm very I, – I, li- I like him a lot. I like his tape. I, I kept watching it and watching it. I couldn't stop watching it because, I just again, I just liked the way he was as an overall running back. And every time I saw it, I just saw fancy points, fancy points, fancy points, fancy points. And if he can come through here, and like you said, he can take that – and translate to NFL, you can catch about 45 footballs in the NFL for about 450 yards, somewhere around there, 600 yards. Throw on top of that, give me 600 yards rushing. We might be again talking about a running back two here. Yeah. With it's, I mean, that's all it John takes. And it doesn't take – you don't have to have, you know, 1,000 yards to get to that running back two plateau. I mean, but you can you can split it up, you know. I mean, if you get 45 receptions and, and you get darn close between the two um, – uh, receiving and rushing yards, uh, you're you're in the conversation. And this is where John Kelly comes in to be a solid. He's like a good running back. And like you said, speed. If this guy was running a four four six, yeah, he we'd be talking about him last episode. Oh, if I had a if I had a speed, you know, in the four five five range, I'd be like, all right, I think he's got enough speed. I'm not sure if he's even that. Like Nick Chubb, who surprised us with his forty, because when we were talking about him like a month ago, we go, "Hey, does he have enough speed to get to the outside edge?" Right. And then he runs his forty, like he's got enough speed to get to the outside edge. He's still recovering here. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I saw a timed, a time in like the four, four six, like high six, like four six eight five, four, almost like four uh-huh. seven when I when I see him run, like all the way for his pro day. And yeah, I. I would like to see him run in the four fives somewhere, and I, I would feel fine about John Kelly. And at the same time, I still the game tape speed, football speed. There was times that he would get away, and he would he had a lot. Let's say when he caught the football, I saw the good speed there, him in the field. But then even some of those lines, some of the, even the runs in between tackles, I saw that he would get you know thirty yard run, twenty yard run. Here you go. I think he has very good fantasy potential, John Kelly. Somebody that you're, gonna, that you're going to like on your roster. Not a lot of tread on his tires, Matt. No, no, not at all. Not he's got plenty of tread. Tennessee left. has showed us that they don't know how to utilize these running backs full, yeah. to their full potential. True statement. So again, he's to me, he's a second round running back. He is a high end second round running back, but we have to see where he lands. But yeah. in a good spot here, I wouldn't mind seeing this guy in Baltimore. I wouldn't mind seeing him in Indianapolis. I wouldn't mind seeing him on the Jets. I wouldn't mind seeing him on the Giants. There's a lot of spots that he can go. 
where I could be very excited about his potential. Potentially Seattle. A spot like that. We mentioned a guy who needs a you know Yeah, absolutely. I mean those lot, are those are all great. Yeah, there. those are all great landing spots for really any running backs at this point. Well, all these guys ahead of us, you know. Yep. Tampa Bay. I think Saquon Barkley's gonna go to Tampa Bay, but that's just me. So we'll see with John I can see that. Yep. But he's somebody that I put a big fat star next to because he's something that I want to try and get. Some of that I'd be might be willing to move up in the second round to get as well because I can use that value on my roster. Something that if I have two good running backs, I need that second guy who can kind of carry me through a, a, a an injury or through the playoffs. I think John Kelly has that kind of potential to be a very good, solid running back that you can trust. I look, kind of like a Frank Gore. Um, I'm going to put a big fat question mark next to John Kelly for right now. I agree. Okay. I can live with that. Next guy. Moving on. Let's talk about Naheem Hines, shall right. we? Out of Let's North Carolina State. He's five foot eight, 198 pounds, but he runs a 4.38. Blazing. That is fast. So, can you run a 4.38? So fast. Uh, in my younger days, probably. Okay. I believe you. <laughs> Finished his college career with 258 carries for 1,399 yards. Good for 5.4 yards per carry, 13 touchdowns. Caught 89 footballs for 933 yards and a touchdown. This guy runs with his pads low. Pads low. Kind of like a little video game player out there, Naheem. Um, really good in space. Has a good spin move. Really good balance as well. Shows um, ability to pass protect for being so small. Like I wasn't. He, uh, he showed a willingness. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He showed a willingness to stick his little head in there and 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 take on some blockers, which is uh, hey, for his size. Step one, it is for his size. Uh, yeah, like, that at least that what I like to see there is the the heart and courage to do that. Because then when you get to NFL, they can show you a little bit better technique, so you don't get run over and flattened like a pancake for breakfast. Yeah. So he most for, luckily for him, the linebackers aren't two hundred fifty pounds anymore. They're they're you know they're getting down to that two hundred thirty five. Uh, pound range so they've only got 35 pounds on him until last year in 2017 this is a guy that mostly played slot receiver for the most part that's why he has 89 receptions for 933 yards but his hands weren't overly great so he didn't have great wide receiver hands no right kick returner solid there as well kick returner he's gonna be a scheme fit running back you know he's not a three down back by any means. No, he's not. I think he's going to be he's going to be drafted out of you know one of these teams that needs a a little scat back type of guy to catch passes out of the backfield, a matchup guy that could yep. that you could throw him in the slot. Tariq Cohen, kind of uh, like that aspect. Of, yep. You know he's, he could be a big play threat. He had a touchdown runs of 48, 50, 54, and eighty three yards. Guy used to run track. Has a pretty good stiff arm for him as well. Um, drop like I said, the drops were a little bit concerning there. Definitely a guy that we do like to catch the ball well. Uh, some of those could have been concentrate, concentration drops. His vision uh, as a running back wasn't really that great with his anticipation, showing me that you know he did run track today. He's more of an athlete. He's an athlete than a running back. Yep. So we'll see where he's going to fit in, but he's going to be a change of pace back. Yes. But for when it comes to fantasy, we usually have, we have him here in the second episode as well, is because those are the kind of running backs that hold really good fantasy potential. That's where Naheem comes into effect. I mean, obviously, you know, exclusively in the PPR format. I mean, we, I know that we we stress that all the time, but we, you know, I do like to mention that every once in a while. Yes, if he if he could be that guy, and he comes away catching. If we can get if we can somehow find a way to get him in the right system where he's catching forty five to fifty footballs, then you got you're gonna get pretty good value on Naheem because most likely he's gonna go in the third round of some rookie drafts. I, I would I would think that's probably his most likely landing spot, third round, uh, high third round uh, to mid third round. Depends where he goes. Yeah, yeah you know? it does. It does. We, if, we, if he ends up in Cleveland, and you have Duke Johnson there, then you don't want anything to do with him. I mean, I, I don't even know why Cleveland would bother. But they wouldn't. I'm just saying. I, I understand. Any, any kind of potential, even like a Chicago, right? Because now all of a sudden you have him and Tariq Cohen competing for the same job. So situations like that are where my monitor. Again, there's no reason Chicago would do that, seeing they have Tariq Cohen. But I am interested in where he goes. Somebody I would want to pay attention to in the preseason. But does Hull's fantasy potential here with the way he moves in the open field and how electric he is and how fast he is, those are the type of players that do come back and they translate into the NFL. Definitely can get a hold on those pass-catching ability where you actually bring the ball in right. 90% of the time. 
and and he will be you know for the, probably for the first time in his life training for just one sport as well so you know and concentrating on just one sport because he was a track guy so sometimes those guys blossom uh once they hit the nfl and, and they kind of get their mind just focused on one thing sometimes it, it never works out so i guess we'll see which way naheem hines falls ppr running back We'll see where he goes. We'll see what kind of value he is. But he definitely is a very intriguing prospect. Falls. Remember, I think where did we Cohen go last year? Fifth, sixth, sixth round of some rookie drafts is where he went. Yeah, I think just based off his, you know, he was a small. He was super small. Like I was like five foot six or something, man. So. He's very tiny. Yeah, he's an oompa loompa almost. He is. So Naheem will come in here and play that same kind of role. Remember those guys. We like those pass catcher running backs. I'd rather have those guys. Than a big brute. Yeah, that's Any that's completely touchdown dependent. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's move on to Mark Walton out of Miami University, shall we? Five foot nine, two hundred and five pounds, ran a four six forty. And he's somebody that, you know, he missed he only played in four games last year because he had an ankle surgery. Right. But overall career stat wise, he had three hundred and ninety five carries for one thousand nine hundred and ninety five yards, good for five point one average, twenty six touchdowns, fifty six catches for six hundred and twenty four yards. Two touchdowns. He's a versatile running back. Catches the ball pretty well. Can really plant his foot and get down field. He's top five all time at the U. Top five all time at the U, man. That's pretty good. Just go ahead and say that again. Top five all time at the U. Uh huh. Um, he's got really good cutting ability. Like he can plant his foot. Oh yeah, he definitely does. Change directions. That's can good. start and stop on a dime. Pass protects well as well. His size is. Not ideal again. You know? No, five foot ten, two hundred and two pounds is not ideal. That's what he weighed in at the at the combine. But at the same time, I think he plays a little bit a little bit bigger than his size. In, in my eyes, I didn't see him getting like bulldozed like Naheem, who's only like four pounds lighter than him. So I don't. I didn't see him getting pushed around and bullied quite as much. I he's, think, he's not a pile pusher. No, no, no. Uh, he's better outside than inside. I would agree. I mean, yeah, these guys are generally that that size are generally better in space. I mean, most of almost all of his big runs came from bouncing outside mm-hmm. that I saw. Um, sometimes he could dance too much behind the line of scrimmage. I did see him little, lose. Uh, I did see him lose some yards. And and Walton was a guy that I liked um, probably more initially. The more I dug into him, I think a little bit. You know, the more he kind of fell in with the crowd type of thing. When you watch his highlight film, you're like, that's pretty swell. Uh, when you watch his entire game film, like I said, he's a, he's an outside runner, not really an inside right. runner. His his size is an ideal. He does do everything kind of. He's very versatile there, so he can help you out kind of all over the field. Very secure with the football. He hasn't lost a fumble in his last two hundred seventy four carries. Ankle injuries, somewhat of concern. Can that be concerned going forward because of the injuries, because of his size? Well, I don't. I mean, I don't think. I mean, he he injured it in the fourth game of this year. He said he could have came back. He said, "Did he say that?" I read it uh, when I was doing watching tape and do studying up on him. He said he, he, he felt he could have came back in 2017. It wouldn't have been a big deal for him. Because I feel like I feel like some of his explosions still might not be back. From what I you know from what I saw on film, I thought he would be faster than four six. I definitely thought he would have had a better vertical than thirty one and a half inches. Maybe that's why. Because I mean, he's still coming back from the, the surgery. Cause, yeah, I mean, we we talked about that after the combine. His his. His combine was just terrible. It was. It wasn't a good combine. He his thirty one and a half inch vert. Thirty one and a half inch vert. He didn't even crack ten foot on the broad jump. Nine foot nine inches. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm. I'm not really sure he's all the way back yet. And that, that would make I, sense why he didn't run the three. Because remember, like we were kind of surprised he didn't run the three cone because we thought that'd be his. That's where he would shine. Right, but if, maybe, if your ankle's jacked, you can't do the three. You cone. can't three the, do the three cone. Yeah. So maybe all those numbers are a little bit down. But still, we go back to the tape when he's healthy. He's still he's a good running back. He's good. He's not he's not like a special type of running back. Falls though. right into the middle of the road kind of running back. That's backs what I mean. He, he fell down to the pack. He fell into the pack the more I watched him basically. Some you're going to draft um where we had him before is like okay, this guy could be a late first round possibly, high second. I see him falling down to right around the third round where I where I feel like Okay, that's good value on Mark Wallen. Yeah, right? I wouldn't feel comfortable getting him before the third round. I don't think no, because there's just, he's just again he he's versatile. He can do a lot of things yeah. well, mm-hmm. or well is the wrong word. He can do a lot of things good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 
I think if a, a starter running back went down on a good team, he could be pretty solid. He could plug in and, and probably fill in that role for a few weeks. I'm not sure he's an we, every down. We mentioned, guys, like if Mark Wallen end, ends up on the Packers and he gets an opportunity, Mark Wallen's going to look pretty good because he's on the Packers and you got Aaron Rodgers out there and other receivers. Every running back looks good on the Packers. If you get into the right situation, he could be good. I don't see long-term sustained success for him, but I see somebody that you're going to have on the back end of your dynasty roster where when the opportunity does come for him, and those sporadic games that he does get, he could produce fantasy points for you, but he's not going to be a stud. He's not going to be you're going to love. He's just going to be somebody that you're going to roster on the back end, and in about four years from now, you're going to feel pretty comfortable about getting rid of. I could see that playing out pretty easily, to be yeah. honest. The more I watch of him, uh, the you know the less intrigued I am, I guess. So, But in the third round, that's where you can start taking some good gambles in that running back. I just feel like the second round, there's going to be, I'm going to take some risk on some of these high upside receivers. Eh, maybe not high upside, I would say, but some upside receivers here. Um, I might start gambling on, you know, this this quarterback class is fantastic. Yep. So I might get the quarterback that I want in the second round because we're not playing super flex. Back end of the second round. All yep. these quarterbacks are going to be available in the second round. All of them. So maybe I'm going to roll with a Sam Darnold. Maybe I'm going to roll with uh, Baker Mayfield. Or Say my quarterbacks are Drew Brees and Tom Brady. And I'm saying, you know what? I could for sure get a quarterback in the third round, but I could also get a Mark Walton in the third round. So I'd rather get my guy at quarterback here in the second and then go with Mark Walton in the third. I feel way more comfortable with Mark Walton in the third. And I might feel a little bit more comfortable with some of these other guys we're going to talk about next week, maybe like a Bo Scarborough right? over a guy like Mark Walton. Not a knock on him. Solid running back, just not a great running back. Doesn't do anything that really overly impresses me. Again, I really like his cutting ability. I really like the, the way he can stop on a dime there. But that only gets me so far. Me too. And unfortunately, the injury, I think, zapped a little bit of his explosion. I would have liked to have seen how he tested out you know, without the injury and how really he played throughout the whole year um, without the injury. So it's a bummer, um, but I guess... Even talking to Dynasty and Mike, who's the biggest Hurricane fan ever, and go, give me the lowdown on Mark Wallen, right? And he's like, he's a good running back. You know, somebody I was really excited for him coming in this year. He started off real hot, thought he was going to play really well, and he, you know, had an ankle they had to get surgery on. And it's kind of disappointing because up to that, like, he was just he's a very good, solid running back. And I'm like, okay. Didn't say he was going to be great. I got to have him. And usually that's the case with Mike. If he, you know, remember Clive Walford? Oh, I remember. Uh, who just got picked up and signed by Jets. the Jets. Uh, picked him up on waivers. Worth a, worth a pickup in a tight end premium league. Worth a stash there after they lost, lost to Austin Safarian Jenkins. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, he's profiling. Could be a resurgence. Yeah, he's profiling as their, you know, this year uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins project. So let's get in the last and sixth guy then for here for our final uh, running back here for episode two. And we'll pick up and we'll cover all the remaining running backs in episode three next week. And then we move on to receivers. All right. Giggity goo. Goo. Uh, so we have Chase Edmonds out of Fordham. Five foot nine, 205, ran a four, five, three, had a 34 inch vert, had a six, seven, nine, three cone drill, three cone. Uh, yeah. Three cone drill or uh, yeah, the three cone. I really had a brain fart. There. That's okay. Um, 10 foot two broad jump. Had the best three-cone and short shuttle at the combine amongst running backs. Yes, he did, man. Little man can move. He had he was a st- he had a, his stats are impressive. 938 carries for 5,862 yards. Good for 62.2 yards per carry. 67 touchdowns. 86 receptions for 905 yards and seven touchdowns. This guy um, hurt his leg in 17, 2017, but he still played in 17, seven games there. He's a small running back. With great stop and go technique, right? He's he's a shifty guy. He's just, he accelerates very quickly. When he plants his foot, he plants his foot and goes. This guy is the closest thing to Tariq Cohen I I saw out of the three guys that are smaller backs that I watched this week. Yeah, he's somebody that I would like to see play the way he changes direction so quickly. That's what it is. It's so fluidly. Mm-hmm. I would love to see him fall in the right spot where he could play some slot. I want to see him get into that Duke Johnson role. That's where I want to see him. I want to see him play more in the slot than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And I want to see him be that third down back that always ends up being. We always have a couple running backs that are three down backs. Oh, yeah. I love like a Duke Johnson last year that ends up being a running back one. 
I think Chase Edmonds. A third down back. You said third down three back. down. Yep. I'm sorry. No, no worries. I didn't want to confuse people. So I want to see him get in that right position where he could be a fantasy producer. He's really intriguing. Like you mentioned, like a Tariq Cohen. Can he be like a Duke Johnson? Where he's small at five foot nine, but listen, five foot nine isn't five foot Tariq Cohen six kind of. And I liked him when I saw on the tape as well. Is even though he's a little bit smaller, he was breaking tackles. He's breaking tackles. No one gets a good. No one gets a good shot at him because he's he's very jitterbuggy. You know what I mean? He's always moving. He's 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 so quick in and out of his breaks that he doesn't lose any speed, and it it can get him into trouble a little bit where um where he's trying to do a little bit too much. I saw him, you know, obviously try to make plays here and there, and he'd get tackled in the backfield. Um, specifically, I saw him on a fourth down thing where where the, the the snap went high and then he tried to he tried to like juke everybody out ended up losing like 10 or 15 yards on a fourth down and one or something like that so not impressive between the tackles at all no he's definitely looks he's slow behind the line like way more hesitant he, i think he's trying to pick his spot you know what i mean and and he's just trying to weave and and bob and weave type of thing so um definitely a space a space player um third down type of back for me. elusiveness speed and balance that is are his strong suits i want to see him land in a really good situation because he's somebody i'm very intrigued with uh the way he runs and the way the way he is in the open field here and that way he's not a a get my one hand on him kind of guy that just goes down kind of like a ronald jones uh (laughs) this is gonna be a theme throughout (laughs) isn't it well i mean if we're looking for okay so here we go so we go back to ronald jones where the strongest aspect of his game is his explosiveness and we want to see him in the open field, right? right. Again, when you watch his tape and how easily he goes down a lot, it's like, okay, well, you know, you're going to have to take Ronald Jones in the top seven of your rookie picks. When, why would I do that when I'd rather just take one of those receivers or somebody else or like, you know, like a Rashad Penny and, and then come back and get somebody like a Chase Edmonds yeah. later and, get, and, and honestly probably get something – Close to the same fantasy production. I mean, you're making a, a great point. I'm I'm definitely there with you because Ronald Jones, he's explosive, but I, I think like we've we've been profiling a little bit about this guy about uh, Jones. He, his vision's pretty poor, and he runs into the back of his players and stuff like that. And you're not going to get very far exploding into the back end of your 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 offensive line. So mm, not in football way. At least. No. So, so chase Edmonds, um, very similar player probably has a little bit better vision. Um, and you know, hopefully we can get him, you know, whoever drafts him, gets him out in space and, uh, utilizes him correctly. Basically. Yeah. I so, said, I mean, this guy really can plan his foot and get going mm-hmm. really again. He played at Fordham. So the competition's not great at all. No. So we want I want to see him at the next level. A guy like him could be, you know, like a CJ Spiller and just disappear. Totally crap out. Yeah. I mean, he did go to the Shrine game. Um, for all intents and purposes, he had he had a good week there. I think he did end up. Um, yeah, he had an ankle issue there, so so he um, his week was cut a little bit short. I don't think he played in the game or anything. But boo boo. Right. So that that's kind of sucks. But um, yeah, I mean, seventeen was. I mean, he had he has all those carries, and then he only played in seven games last year as well. So it's kind of like, okay, let's but that, make sure your health is here, buddy. But, yeah, but, but that was, you know, he, he was stepping up a level of competition going to the Shrine game and playing with all the Division One type of guys, and he showed well there. So, that I mean, that's at least a good sign. So pre-combine, where do you have him slotted? Where do you see him if you're holding your rookie draft today? Where are you going to try and get a Chase Edmonds share? Going in blind here. Uh, going in blind without knowing at any landing spots. Uh, back end of round two, beginning of round three. Yeah, right around there. Ahead of Mark Walton. I think so, yeah. Yeah, just for the pass-catching ability right yep. there. And see, and again, when you come away with 86 receptions for 905 yards, I mean, you're talking like Saquon Barkley territory in a pass-catching game. Because when we talk about a lot of these pass-catching running backs, you know, he's he's at the top when it comes to statistics. I mean, Saquon Barkley had 102 catches for 1,195 yards. When we're looking at other guys, are when we consider – pass catcher running backs when we look through here even a guy like um Rashad Penny he had 42 catches right. for 479 yards we look at a guy like Karrion Johnson who started his career as a pass catcher running back 
has 55 catches, 478 yards. Ronald Jones. And these, I mean, these are you know these aren't in one year. This is like their their career. careers. Yeah. These are careers. Yep. Ronald Jones, who I don't really see viable in the passing game, only had 32 catches for 302 yards. I don't think he's viable in the passing game at all, in my opinion. Um, I'm pretty sure his hands weren't that big either. Naheem, Eins, yep, 89 catches, 933 yards. Those are, those are high end pass catching back, pass catching running backs. So when you look at Chase Edmonds here coming away, finishing his career with those 86 catches, 905 yards, pretty impressive. It's very impressive. Um, anytime you can you can touch those kind of numbers in a college career, you're doing pretty well. And he scored seven times on those as well. So very nice, very nice numbers indeed. Like I said. Hines, he had 89 catches for 933 yards, but he only had one touchdown. That's not as impressive. Not as impressive, yeah. So I like Chase Edmonds. I think he's a small school prospect that has kind of caught my eye. He's caught my eye. I, I definitely like him more than um, Walton and probably Hines as well. I think so, too. I think I would bump him ahead of both those guys as well. So if we're looking at here, if we break down the last two podcasts, we have we gave the top six earlier. Let's rank out these the second class as we close out this episode. I because pers- we're probably we might vary. Let me just give you mine. All right, first, and then you go ahead. Uh, I would go Karrion Johnson. I would then go John Kelly. Okay. I would then go Royce Freeman. I think they're all pretty close there, but I'm gonna put Kelly and Johnson ahead of Freeman just on upside. All right, right. just for the upside there. Pre combine or pre NFL draft, don't know where they're gonna go. I'm shooting for upside here. I would then go Chase Edmonds. I would then go Ronald Jones, <laughs> and then I'd go uh, Knight, uh, Neheem, Hines, and then I'd go Mark Walton. All right. So I just, I mean, mine is pretty similar. Uh, right now, I have Royce Freeman as my number six guy. Ronald Jones as my seven. Karrion Johnson, um, John Kelly, Chase Edmonds, Mark Walton, uh, Walton, and then Naheem Hines. Okay. I'll, I'll also have a guy that we haven't talked about in there as well there's a couple guys Kellen still like. Kellen, I, yeah he's gonna be i mean he's not in this episode but just because they're not in this episode these are more i think the first episode is definitely like a ranking i think the couple guys we mentioned here at the top end i think royce freeman carrion johnson uh john kelly to me are kind of locked in and then second tier but the next thing here we're getting is a little potpourri bag here yep. this is just what we talked about now doesn't mean they're higher we'll do our overall rankings after the nfl draft because Honestly, there's no reason to give you an overall rankings now when it's going to change so drastically at the NFL draft. So what does it matter where we have them ranked now? It's a matter where you finish, right? Sure. So some of these guys can change. I like. I think Bo Scarborough has some good. Bo potential. Scarborough is not bad. Um, you know, um, the other guy from NC State, uh, Jalen Samuels. My rankings are going to depend strictly on where he's, you know, actually going to be as a position. Running, they, back, tight end. running back or tight end or or, or where you know like it, it, where am I going to slot him on this board? Who knows? Um, but if he gets announced and is on whatever fantasy site as a running back, he'll get a little bit of bump because he he catches quite a bit of he catches a lot of passes. He catches the ball pretty well. Yeah, so yeah, we'll break down the rest of the guys after this, and you know there's gonna be there might be an episode we might miss a guy, and after the NFL Combine we break down after the NFL draft is where we actually go through our overall rankings. We'll give you our top rankings overall. We do a we do a mock draft after mm-hmm. the NFL draft where we actually take them in order as a whole position. And that's where we kind of break down. You'll see where we actually have these guys stacked up because we'll go through a five-round mock draft to let you know exactly where have these guys ranked overall. Yeah, so, maybe we can pull Mike in for that or something too so we can get a little extra flavor. Yeah, we'll see where he is on uh, some of these rookies right here to give us a little couple extra people in here to do some mock drafting. So that's it. That we're, we're through 12 of the rookie running backs. Can't wait for the next uh, six, seven guys we're going to talk about, and then we get to the, the receivers. Yeah. We're going uh, to we're gonna have to start pumping these things out, man. We only have three weeks till the draft, I think, right? Uh, we do only have uh, three weeks to draft. So next week's running backs. and, 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 and. Yeah, but then by now we get the tight ends and everything. It'll be the draft. We'll do the combine episode. Oh, wow, we do got to start pumping these Yeah, out. yeah. We'll do a quarterback tight end. We already did quarterbacks. We already did quarterbacks. We just need wide receiver tight ends after the running backs. All right. So we're going to do a two episode. One Next is running back. We're going to do receivers in two episodes. Yeah, we're going to have to do wide receivers. We're going to have to do a bonus episode. Yep. We might have to. We might have to do a bonus episode. Yeah. Oh, you know what I just remembered? Yes. We said we're going to give shirts away today, this week. Oh, all right. 
so we got to be a man of our words and give away shirts. I think we still going to give away two shirts. So let's give away two shirts, shall we? Let's do it, um, man. Obviously, if it, we don't have your side, I think we have like medium, large, and extra large right now. Maybe you have like one like big, large shirt, but it's it's granted as long as we have your size. If we don't, I'm sorry. We're going to order a new batch of shorts here. Short shirts here shortly. Um, but let's give away two 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 social media platforms, shall we? One, we'll give away one to a random person in our Facebook group. I love it. So the Facebook group's fantastic. You go to thedinosaurs.com. I'll give you click on group chat and get you into our group chat on Facebook. Tons. We're over 1,500 members on that bad boy. Um, we have some good admins on there. Rick Butts, you know, myself on there, making sure the community's well-maintained. Some good chaps on there behaving themselves. So all you got to do is be a member of the Nerd Herd Dynasty Nerds Facebook group, and we're going to pick a random winner on there. We'll announce that next week. And then also let's give one away on Twitter because that's our favorite platform as well. All you got to do is just tweet something about the, the podcast. That's it. But use the hashtag nerd herd because that's how I'm going to find the tweets and we're going to pick a random winner through that, through the number generator as well. So tweet whatever you want about the, the podcast. Either we suck, you love us, why you like the podcast, anything about the podcast at all that you feel like you like to share with Matt and I, we'll go through those. Use the hashtag nerd herd. Again, hashtag nerd herd. And we will pick one of those people and we'll send you a shirt as well. Courtesy of DynastyNerds.com. Nice. In the meantime, make sure you go to DynastyNerds.com every single day for your rankings, your your articles, all that fun stuff, rookie profiles. Make sure if you have any questions, you can follow me on Twitter at DynastyRich. I'm at DynastyMatt. You can follow the site at DynastyNerds. Make sure if you want to talk to the Dynasty world, you can jump on our Facebook group page. That's awesome as well. Not a lot of people, like we already said, on there. Um, if you want, if you enjoy the podcast, you can always leave us a rating and review on iTunes. We appreciate it. It helps the podcast generously. Uh, we were just happy to get over 500 reviews. We're already at 519. Just cruising along now. Let's get to 600, baby. Oh, man. Here Come we... on, baby. Don't stop now. Oh, I'm man. almost there. So uh, <laughs> you can do that as well. In the meantime, like I said, we have to get cruising. The draft's in three weeks, Matt. Yes, we got to so get these things pumping out here. We got to do these rookie running backs, and then we're going to have to do maybe the receiver show. I think you and I might have to hunker down here and do like two back-to-back shows on receivers we and have might. them out on like Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We might have to double them up one week, man. A little bonus for everybody out there. A bonus episode. Yep. And then take it easy on the tight ends, and then we have the draft episode, and then we do the rankings all over again. I love it. God bless America. Until then, people, be safe. Hasta luego. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.